All right, here's a little funny stuff from Shamika talking about trans stuff and the way they write constitutions in poor war-torn countries. Coming up, Anti-Woke Podcast. Cut the Bull did a year-in-review podcast, um, and I like throwing in clips from Shamika because she's so funny. Cut the Bull, it's Charles, Wilford, and Shamika. So let's just throw in a little clip her here. She's, I guess they're, they're talking about uh, the transgender thing that's going on in America. I guess 3% of kids in schools are identifying as something other than, uh, you know, what, you would, what they would have normally called themselves back in the day. I mean, I don't really care about trans stuff that much. I don't think it really makes America worse. I mean, I think it destroys the lives of some children. But, you know, as long as that ain't your kid or you're not the kid, the kid yourself, uh, I don't think it really affects society that much. I mean, it gets people up in arms. I mean, you know, maybe uh, people will run for the school board for transgender reasons and then get rid of critical race theory while they're at it. So I guess that could be a positive thing. And I should say, I mean, to really ruin a kid's life, uh, you know, that's when you put them on, like, hormones or, heaven forbid, surgery when, whatever, that's not what's called for. They're just going through a phase or they're mentally ill or whatever, and then they do something that's irreversible. But I think currently that's that's super rare. I mean, you know, you're more likely to get murdered than have that bad thing to happen to you. So, you know, I think, I think we can agree it's worse, worse to get murdered than to... Uh, sterilize yourself and then decide oh crap i wish i hadn't done that and like i guess you know lesbians the what is it the the butch the butch lesbians um are starting to you know call themselves non-binary want different pronouns and a decent chunk of them are taking like testosterone and whatnot and i think living a whatever a pretty amazing life i mean it's good testosterone is like a it's like a drug where you're high all day all day, every day. You wake up high. It's like awesome. And so, I mean, I'm not, I actually have a friend who's a butch lesbian, but I think she's too old to do that stuff. Or I have a few of them. But um, for the young butch lesbians that I don't know, I don't care what they take and, you know, if it makes their sex life amazing, good. Good for you. And then for the feminine lesbians, you know, if they think a Woman on testosterone with big muscles is sexy, then good for them too. Like the one thing that might be concerning for America is like basically, you know, if you're a guy, if you're a gay guy, then you're a gay guy. If you're a bisexual guy, then you're a bisexual guy. And if you're a straight guy, you're a straight guy. And, you know, in my opinion, uh, you don't get to choose. Certainly on the gay and the straight, I'm not entirely sure about bi. But in any case, the difference between men and women is that women, they can, basically, they can just become a lesbian if they want to. It's not like they're born a lesbian. I mean, maybe some of them are. I don't know if women are born a lesbian. seems like uh, a lot of them have, well, I'm sure some are. I'm sure some are just born a lesbian somehow. seems like a lot of them have a traumatic experience, you know, uh, early in life with a man and say, screw this. Or not necessarily early in life whatever, have a traumatic experience with men, you know, maybe uh, molested as a kid, or just have a bad husband when you're 40 years old and say, screw this, I'm going to be a lesbian. But basically, they can kind of choose. And I guess not the kid who's molested, but for the adults, they can kind of choose. And what this means is like, every time a woman says, oh, heck, I'm going to be a lesbian, um, then that's one woman off the market, right? It's one less... um, 
man-woman couple that you can have. And the guy can't turn gay, so whatever. I think we're going to have more and more men who, uh, whatever, don't have a partner. And, you know, and that's kind of, it's happening right now. You know, like, a lot, you know, if you're a poor, uneducated man of any stripe, um, and if you're not good looking, uh, that's pro that, may, that may be it for you. Go play your video games. And I think they're coming out with more and more sexy video games. But anyways, so I'm saying all this just because I want to play a little clip from Shamika. Um, you know, I think parents, especially parents who have kids in school, but just parents in general, which I ain't either one of those, uh, they really care what kind of stuff is being put into their kids' heads. And uh, I think they're justified in caring. So let's see what Shamika has to say about it. It becomes, whatever you want to talk about, it becomes the primary issue, right? Before we fix anything, you know, like, like Will said, screw the homeless. There's a guy who wants to live as a girl. <clears throat> well, it makes me wish that I could identify as a bird so I could fly and shit on their heads. I am sick of all of the whole, I identify as a girl, but I'm a guy, a guy, but I'm a girl, I'm non-binary. Um, it's, it's too much to me, and it's, it's, it's confusing. Like, my daughter was telling me that they had a full day of a sex ed class where they had to learn all of these different things, and she was telling me about different names like... Um, Gosh, I can't even remember now. Shim or Dim or so, it was something really crazy. So Charles was talking about the Me Too movement, and he brings up some stats. I don't know exactly about these stats, but um, apparently, uh, women who go into the Peace Corps—you know that thing where you, whatever—it's an organization that sends you to poor countries and you help the people. I don't know, build a school or teach kids or build a well or something. Anyways, apparently, this is what he said, 20% of the women get raped and 44% of the women get sexually assaulted. And it's always hard, you know, it's hard, ever since they changed the word from rape to sexual assault, you don't know what anyone means anymore. I mean, it could be the old classic, you know, in the back alley with a knife and, you know, you know, you know what I mean. Or it could be, you went on a date, you both got too drunk did something, fooled around. I mean, you know, you hear these stories. Like, I don't know how accurate this is, but sometimes it's just like, whatever. Sometimes it's just a few words. Someone said some stuff that you didn't want to hear. He was ugly. He asked you out. That's sexual assault, so you never know. But anyways, I think the same stuff happens with, like, Doctors Without Borders. You know, basically, if you send women, you know, I, th I think we know, you know, basically white women. If you send woke white women into third world countries to whatever, because they really love helping people, uh, there's a good chance they're going to get uh, raped. I mean, it's the same thing, like, there's been some famous cases, you know, where like a couple backpackers from Sweden, you know, a couple of 22-year-old blonde girls from Sweden decide to backpack through the Middle East and, you know, end up getting cut into pieces or whatever i mean i don't know i don't have anything to say about it except that those stories are interesting um i think that was morocco where the girls got cut up and the mainstream media hit it i saw something where they're like and this happened this is this might be five years ago but uh like sweden is super woke and so 
Like, people in Sweden didn't even know it happened. Like, in America, you know, the right-wing media was like, oh, my God, look what happened to these Swedish girls in Morocco. And uh, and then in Sweden, like, no one even heard that it happened because, you know, the media was hiding it. But I guess Charles was bringing this up because he's like, you know, he was comparing this to the Me Too movement where it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know, is it Me Too or uh, feminism? I don't know. Basically, where people were... Uh, uh, they were getting up in arms about minor things, about people not, you know, not about people getting actually raped. You, you, like, you, you might think that that would be the thing that they care about. It. If you're a feminist, you might think that you would care about people getting raped. But in fact, that's not what you care about. And you probably don't want to read articles about that because the people doing the raping are not the, they're not white men, so you don't want to know. Makes me think of this woman, uh, this anti-woke woman. Uh, her name is Ayan Hersi Ali. I think she's from Somalia, but anyway, she's somewhere in East Africa, and like, you know, when she was a, I don't know, whatever age, kid, teen, uh, she went through female genital mutilation where they cut it off, and then I think she moved to Britain, and she was like criticizing Islam. Basically, you know, she's like a feminist who criticized Islam for the treatment that, you know, like especially these Islamic countries do to their women, which, you know... I think everyone, no one wants to talk, or whatever. If you're woke, you don't want to talk about it. But even woke people know that, you know, Muslim countries do not treat their women nicely. But anyways, she got criticized, you know, she was called a racist and a white supremacist, etc. I mean, her skin could not be any darker. You know, I think she's probably called a sexist uh, when she's a, you know, a woman who was treated terribly for being a woman. Anyways, like every name that you could call her that was the opposite of the truth, they called her that stuff. Okay, I started talking, but then I moved on too fast. But so, if people are not, basically, if men are not having sex, that's the kind of person who's going to be more likely to be violent. Like, you know, if you have to pay attention to your girlfriend and be nice to her, then you probably don't have time to uh, polish your rifle and think about all your enemies. And I don't know if you heard about the incel thing. I think that is overblown, but just, you know, whatever. You know, young men with too much time on their hands is a bad thing. And so, you know, in America, it's going to be too much time on their hands because no job and no woman. I guess that's similar to other countries. But anyways, there's entire countries, you know, that have like 30% unemployment. And and amongst the young men, like 60% unemployment. I'm looking at you, Africa. And it just causes problems. And I don't think, this is not really caused by wokeness, but uh, it's just caused by whatever. You know, immigration, automation, outsourcing, that's America, and then whatever. Other stuff in the poorer countries. But, you know, at least in the poorer countries, if you want to stop someone from becoming a terrorist, give them a job. A job they have to go to every day. Let's talk about something else. So I was listening to a BBC News podcast segment. I recommend that podcast. BBC is less woke than American stuff. And they were talking about a woman. Can you even say that anymore? Talking about a woman who was a judge in Afghanistan. And the Taliban burned down her courthouse. And she moved to Greece. And I think, you know, for 99.99% of People in Afghanistan, 
if you could be a judge for, I don't know how long, you know, 10, 20 years, if you could be a female judge in Afghanistan and then move to Greece when the country goes to crap, I mean, that's actually a monumental success story. I'm sure she's got a bunch of kids, right? And whatever, they're going to have a hell of a better life than she did or anyone le left back in Afghanistan will. But obviously, that was not the point of the news segment. The point was, uh, whatever. What happened in, what's happening in Afghanistan is a terrible tragedy, and we need to talk about it. I, mean, I don't think they want to, you know, do we need to send in boots on the ground? No, but anyways, we need to talk about it. You know, especially the plight of women there. And the thing is, is like, you know, you can probably go find 20 countries in Africa that treat women just as poorly. So it's not really what is happening to women in a country that matters. It's just, you know, Afghanistan, understandably, is the flavor of the week. And, you know, there's, I mean, there's a certain rationale to that. You know, it's like, if you break it, you bought it. Like, you break something in a store, you gotta buy it. Uh, well, George W. Bush, he broke Afghanistan. And so, kind of like America bought it. But the thing about countries breaking other countries is like, like, I didn't vote for George W. Bush. In fact, I didn't vote for anyone either time that he ran. So, you know, everyone's like, oh, voting is so great. You know, maybe, maybe you shouldn't vote. Like, unless you really got a real reason to vote, uh, maybe you shouldn't vote. And then when it comes around to saying... Oh, well, you got to do whatever about Afghanistan because you voted for George W. Bush. You'd be like, I didn't vote for anyone. So there you go. There's my little public service announcement that says, do not vote. Especially if you're going to vote for the thing that I didn't want. But whatever. BBC, they're semi-woke. They like to talk about uh, how hard women have it in various places around the world. And then uh, I guess just the, you know, the eye of Sauron moves from country to country, and then they pick a country to talk about it in. Doesn't really, ah, it doesn't seem to help them at all. Doesn't seem to help women in these poor countries. I don't know, it makes me think of this podcast, I can't remember the name of the word, I think it may have rights in the in the title, but it's a University of Chicago podcast, you got uh, a couple of University of Chicago law school professors are the people talking. And I guess they're famous for helping, like, you know, when a, when a new country, whatever, you have a civil war and they're going to write a constitution or something, like these people, uh, whatever, they bring in a bunch of lawyers, including, including these two people, and they were talking about, like, how you write a constitution for a poor country that needs one. And they're woke, and they're like, you know, the first thing you don't do is you don't, uh, you don't say, hey, you got you got to write your thing just like the constitution in America, or... Germany or whatever. I think Germany has a very progressive one because it was written one or two hundred years after America's one. But anyway, so like, okay, you know, basically you don't let, whatever, you don't just use European ideas and constitutions for these poor countries. They said there's, there's two things, there's two ways of doing well, there's one way of doing it and then they came up with another way. There's one way of doing it and you, that's, you ask the people of that country what they want. And, you know, they say they want democracy or whatever. They say they want democracy and rule of law. I mean, obviously they don't get those things, but that's what they want. And so that's where you write the Constitution. So, you know, basically it's very important that you listen to the people in the country, they say. And then they switch gear. But, you know, sometimes the people in the country don't want women's rights. 
And so then you look at the treaties the country has made. And basically, if you're a poor-ass country making treaties with, you know, America, whoever, European powers, uh, America and European countries, they like to throw in little things to their treaties that say, you know, basically, equal rights for women. You know, yes, we will trade, we'll trade, we won't have uh, tariffs, you know, a bunch of money, money stuff, and also equal rights for women. So basically, if you don't like, you know, if the people say what you don't, you know, if you're the lawyer, if you're the lawyer, and the people in the country that you're supposedly helping don't give you the right answer, then you say, oh, well, we'll just go by the treaties. And, you know, if you're some dictator who doesn't give a damn about anything except for tons of money, you'll sign any treaty. You're like, oh, sign this, and then Shell Oil can come in and take oil out of this country like crazy and make me a billionaire? Sweet. You know, I'll sign this thing that says something about equal rights for women while I have 37 wives and don't give it, don't follow anything that it says. Anyways, that was a podcast I listened to a while back, and I've, I've had a rant. I've had this rant in me this whole time, and I guess here it is. I spit it up like a furball. That podcast was called Entitled, if you want to look it up. It's very woke. Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke, and thanks for listening.